0: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading and funny show in America on air and on the world wide web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: It is, and this is our number two of the Rob Carson Show. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. Largest pro-Israel rally in world history happened yesterday on our National Mall, effectively giving Hamas and every leftist who supports them a double middle finger. Thank you very much. And all you uh, Democrats who, uh, who blocked Israel aid yesterday, uh, Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffrey showed up at the march because they wanted a soundbite. And then, uh, of course, the uh, Senate uh, shot down the uh, Israel aid package. Because that's what they do. They want to play both sides of the issue. They want to they straddle it, as it were. Uh, lawyers for Trump and the family are arguing in court that the conduct of Justice Arthur Ingeron should uh, result in a mistrial. They're asking to declare a mistrial. I don't know how that works when, you know, there's no jury, just a corrupt judge. And it's very obvious. It's, it's laughable how left of center this man is. He smiled when the tap lights came on for MSNBC. Uh, Letitia James showed up just to smirk yesterday. It's all political uh, nonsense, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to keep Donald Trump from running. And uh, and then the retribution comes. That's what I'm looking forward to. He's going to be a Nazi. No, no, no. He's just going to uh, uncover all of the filthy crap that our government has done to us, particularly with regard to freedom of speech and using the justice system to uh, persecute political enemies of the state. Oh, yeah. It's coming, baby. Woo! Yeah. Michigan judge rules Trump to remain on the 2024 ballot. So this is, I think, two cases that have already uh, said, yeah, you know what, Uh, if Congress is going to do it, they'll do it. We have no business doing this. Minnesota Supreme Court just ruled that former President Donald Trump will remain on the 2024 2024 ballot. Okay, and now uh, and now, Michigan, on Tuesday dismissed a lawsuit to try to use the Fourteenth Amendment insurrectionist ban to remove Trump from the uh, from the uh, the ballot. The ruling came quickly. Five justices heard oral arguments on the case that uh, sounded uh, skeptical during the seventy-minute session. And uh, another similar case in Colorado has been uh, allowed to proceed. They're doing everything they can, and it should tell you all you need to know about uh, the Democrat Party and the deep state and how terrified. They are of Donald Trump. Yeah. They're calling him a Nazi and MSNBC's calling him a Nazi. i got to tell you, when Donald Trump becomes the president, uh, it's, I, I want to see people frog march, man. I want to I see people perp walked. I want to see uh, Alejandro Mayorkas perp walked to prison. I do. Because he has, uh, he has committed treason against the country by opening the Southern border. There you go. I said it. I'm just saying. I'm being honest. You don't do that. You don't allow millions of people come across the southern border without screening them for disease or, I don't know, terrorist links. That's treasonous. Okay? That's it. So, I hope that happens. I, I think it will, too. I think it will, too. Wild day yesterday on Capitol Hill. Uh, a former MMA fighter, who is now a, a member of Congress, decided to uh, uh, make good on, uh, well, and he didn't make good. He was responding to a threat by a union leader. Which I mean, maybe he didn't read Mark Wayne Mullin's uh, d- uh, bio, but it says uh, former MMA fighter. And uh, Bernie Sanders ended up <laughs> Bernie Sanders ended up getting in the middle of it to break up a fight. They're literally—you've seen the video. You know what I'm talking about. Let's start with this: Bernie Sanders, Jim Gossett.
2: The minute he walked in the room, I could tell he was a total blowhard. A real big talker. Marlon put him in his place. He's lucky that he didn't get punched in the face. Joe O'Brien is a Democrat. (laughs) So I decided that I'd give him a pass. Hey, big talker. Wow. Marlon's gonna kick your ass. Mark Wayne said, "Stand your butt up," and then took his ring off his right finger. Prepared for battle, insults Sean tried to hurl. Till we started cowering like some little girl. So let me get right to the point. Sean O'Brien is a wimp who has no spine. Hey, big talker. Says
1: your ass is mine. That's not bad. Bernie's got some pretty good range. (laughs) Uh, There you go. So, uh, yeah, Senator uh, uh, Mark... uh, Mark Wayne Mullen. It's all one word. Mark Wayne. It's like Billy Ray, you know? Uh, Ex ex-MMA fighter and they had this uh, this teamster boss in there and uh, Sean O'Brien is his name and, and Sean O'Brien mouthed off and and uh, literally challenged uh ex-MMA fighter to a fight and so yesterday Mark Wayne Mullen and by the way let me go to my poll here real quick I did this poll online I wanted to gauge because I kind of wanted to see it I, I really you know I it's so uncivil no really you, you consider how the left is behaving to be civil you know, considering what happened January the 6th and all the cover-ups and the murders and all that of, uh, of supporters. I did a little poll yesterday. Let me see who it was. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I said, uh, I kind of wanted to see Mark Wayne Mullen fight today. Did you? Uh, the unscientific poll. <laughs> uh, 10% said no. 89.5% said yes. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, Americans kind of wanted to see it. You know why? Because uh, I think masculinity and femininity are making a comeback. Uh, the feminist movement has been saying that women shouldn't be women forever, and now has gradually segued into women don't want to be women; they should be ashamed of their femininity, and men should become women and compete with them. And uh, and uh, and men have been told that their masculinity is toxic, and you get all these online trolls, and they mouth off, and then they disappear, and all that crap. And this was a response to all of that crap. And Mark Wayne Mullen, I got to tell you, uh, I know it's uncivil i'm kind of down with it (laughs) i was kind of hoping it would happen because you're gonna mouth your your lousy mouth off like you're a tough guy see that's how things used to be settled i don't challenge people physically i could take on a certain percentage of the population because of my size and my strength but i wouldn't do that but if you say something like that to an mma fighter you better expect something like this is going to happen
3: like he's self-made Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Okay. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Yeah,
1: no, he said any place, any time. It just happened to be at a congressional hearing.
3: Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay,
2: that's fine. Perfect.
3: You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then.
2: You stand (laughs) your butt up.
3: Oh, hold (laughs) it. Oh, stop it. Is that your solution? It's burning. No, no, sit down. Sit down. No, no, you're a United States
2: senator. Sit down. Actively. Okay. okay. Sit down, please. All
3: right. Can I respond? Hold it.
2: Hold it. If we can't... No, I
1: have the mic. I have the mic. I have the mic. I, I don't know. You know, uh, we, you get bullied so long, and, and uh, Republicans are being bullied every day. We're bullied by the media. We're bullied by the deep state. We have a two-tiered justice system that goes after conservatives, conservatives while letting uh, Democrats go. Uh, anybody? You know, pull a fire alarm? Anybody? Anybody? I mean, can go on and on and on. Here is uh, Rob Finnerty talking to uh, Mark Wayne Mullen this morning about what happened yesterday.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know if you put politics into it or not. I think this is just a guy that's a union boss uh, that wants... Uh, that wants to be tough. You know, he brings as I said, he wants to bring back the mob mm-hmm. mentality. Yep. He, he thinks that to be the president of, of the Teamsters, he's got to put this persona on that he's some tough guy, and <laughs> uh, and you can't just do that without having consequences of it. I want to know what his own members think now because you can obviously hear that he backed down. In fact, later on he says, "Well, I didn't mean that. I meant we should have a cup of coffee meow. someplace." We'll go back and read the tweet You meow. know exactly what he meant. Yeah. yeah, anybody. But he was carrying and meow. trying to back You're out of his words. Here. And you know, fine. I'm if a guy to the wants cat. to wants to help. have a cup of coffee afterwards, I'll sit down with him. I, you know, used to get paid to fight. That's not personal to me. In fact, I thought it would be a lot of fun. But if he wants to sit down and have a cup of coffee afterwards, fine. Let's sit down oh, and have a cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it would be kind of fun. And and for him, it would be. And I've got to tell you what. There was no way on God's green earth, if I had 10 people, I would not take on Mark Wayne Mullen. Here's some more Mark Wayne Mullen this morning on Newsmax.
3: You, you, you can't just sit there and be a keyboard warrior. If you're going to say something stupid like that, then own the words. Yeah, and he challenged yeah. you. And
1: nobody asked you
3: about this. Um, I, I, I'm wondering, when you got up, you know Bernie Sanders was banging the gavel. He, if he got up too, would you have would you have gone at it right there in the I would hearing jumped, room? I would have probably jumped over the dais at that point. It was to me. I thought, well, this is going to be a great day. I've been waiting for this since you since you posted that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think he would even say let's do it. But then again, he's a guy that runs his mouth all the time and doesn't get called out on it. Yeah. Remember, this is a guy in 2022, uh, Rob, that said that um, uh, that said that he was wanting to bring back the. The uh, uh, mob mentality to the Teamsters. He's also the same. He should
1: be careful. He might be uh, end up being buried in, a, in an end zone in a in a field in New York. Uh, you know, this <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, let's go to Michelle in Baltimore, calling. Hello, Michelle. How are you today? What's going on?
4: I'm doing fine. So I was also at that rally yesterday. I didn't see you.
1: Well, I, I, w- if I, I if I if I would have still lived in Washington D.C., I would have been there. There's no way I could do it otherwise, but go ahead.
4: All right. So that's not my point. So um, uh, here you have uh, Mr. Biden uh, either about to or is meeting with China. And uh, they got to know that there's going to be a lot of people coming to his backyard in Washington, D.C. So, of course, they're watching to see how many people showed up. And if you got 330,000 uh, people, and not just Jewish people, but not Jewish people as well, all kinds of people were there yesterday. That means you got over 330,000 people who are going to be voting in the election because these are activists. These are people who walk with their feet and they're, they're voting. They're going to be there. So you've got to figure if 330,000 people came there, or 300,000, whatever the numbers are, there's got to be at least 10% who didn't come because they couldn't like you, you know, and they had other things going on or whatever. And nevertheless, nevertheless, on that same day, He releases, what was it, $6 billion to Iran so they can make more
1: trouble? Michelle, it should be telling you it should well of course it should be telling you everything you need to know you had a couple of democrats down there to make appearances yesterday before voting against the aid package for Israel in the uh, in the senate they got their soundbite that's what they wanted a joe biden does not have the middle acuity to perform in front of a crowd at that time of the day uh he does not he would have been lost on stage i'm not i'm not joking i'm not i'm not joking uh and then also uh you know he was the he was uh, the first reaction to the attack on israel was to give uh, you know after israel retaliated was to give hamas 100 million dollars that's all you need to know, Michelle.
4: Okay, one more thing. And now they know. There's videos showing that this hospital area was definitely a launching area for uh, Hamas guys. They have their basement with electricity. They show a baby bottle. I don't know if you saw it yet. A baby bottle in, in, uh, in this area. They have reason to believe that this is where the hostages were hel- held. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm saying to myself, if I had 200 and whatever it is, 40 people that I had to keep quiet. How could I spirit them out of there so they can be put someplace else? I would think they're probably in that that, that uh that hospital. So it won't be well, surprising to me if they find them there.
1: Well I don't I don't know. Uh, there's I would build, <laughs> I'll bet you a lot of them are dead. I'll just be honest. I think a lot of them are probably dead. Um, but uh, it's clear the hospital was... You know, the great thing about this, Michelle, is when Israel wipes Hamas from the face of the earth, and they will, regardless of what these idiots are doing in these these anti-Semitic protests around the world, the rest of the world, the non-violent Arab world, and the rest of us will come together. Uh, Donald Trump will lead it, and he will bring a world powers together, and they will end the scourge of radical Islam. They will get rid of the Imams in Iraq, and, or in Iran, and we're going to get rid of this crap, Michelle. Uh, that's what okay, I predict is going I'm to happen.
4: To say, go. Give me another, yeah, when it came to Chuck Schumer, I booed. And I say to myself, there's obviously a need for education to go out there. He did not support a standalone bill for Israel aid. It had to be joined with the corrupt Ukraine in order for this to, to take place.
1: Well, he showed his colors. Everybody showed their colors. Everybody showed their colors, Michelle. Uh, But you know what? The American people, the American people showed Israel our colors. Screw what the Democrat Party has to say. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Janet Yellen, who is our uh, Treasury Secretary who also looks like a button mushroom from the shoulders up. Uh, She said this yesterday about our economy that, uh, by the way, in our economy, in case you didn't know, uh, really is, uh, it sucks.
5: Let me start with the Moody's decision. They maintained the U.S. AAA rating, but um, indicated that there's a negative outlook
1: this is if she were at my Thanksgiving dinner, I'd start drinking again.
5: Decision that I disagree with. The American economy is fundamentally strong. Mashed
1: potatoes. No, no, let's do shots.
5: And Treasury securities remain the world's preeminent safe and liquid asset. A shutdown is something that poses um, in a necessary economic headwind in a moment when the U- U.S. economy is doing well and moving in the right direction. I didn't
1: know she was going to do stand-up. <laughs> that is fantastic. She says the economy is doing well. Oh, my God.
5: So it's critical that has Republicans do their job and work in a bipartisan manner.
1: Do you, do you uh, have any faith in her? Do you, do you have any faith in anybody in charge right now? Maybe it's time you did something autonomously to protect what you got. Maybe you should consider investing in precious metals rather than listening to the button mushroom in a suit. <laughs> Maybe you should consider Swiss America. Swiss America, I, I've gotten to know this company quite well. I know that the, the man who manages it who is who's the president of it, has been there for 30 years. So he is down with it. He's going to stay with it. A AAA rating for the Better Business Bureau, and you can educate yourself on converting some of your assets, liquid assets, into precious metals. They got a new shocking report. It's called the secret war on cash. I don't know if you knew this. Xi Jinping, um, he, uh, he's digitized the currency over there, and he can take away people's uh, spending at a, I- any political whim. If somebody says something he doesn't like, just shut down the bank account. Joe Biden wants to do that here, and I'm not playing either. You know it as well as I do. So you might want to consider getting The Secret War on Cash. It's an informational uh, booklet about what's going on and how to consider converting some of your assets to precious metals. Here's the number you need to write down. Write this down, okay, and you'll get it free. Just mention my name, Carson, 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. It's an all-out war on cash. Diddle, digital forms of currency. It's growing daily. So just get the uh, secret war on cash, 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com Carson. Message and data rates apply. Speaking of economy, this is, uh, this is John Kennedy yesterday talking about his state of Louisiana and how people are suffering while Janet Yellen says everything's cool. President Biden's inflation, which is man-made, and that man's name is Joe
3: Biden. It's oh, yeah. costing my people, the average Louisiana family, $806, not a year, a month. Wow. $806 a month. That's $9,700 a year. Yeah. Now imagine if you were making $55,000 a year, and you've got to come out of pocket with an extra $9,700 a year. You both are your savings, you max out your credit card, you borrow from your children's college education plan, you borrow from relatives, and then what do you do? I
1: can't imagine you're suffering. If you're going through that right now, I can't imagine you're suffering. I know you are. I've been there as an adult in my early 50s. I, we, my family, we had lost our house. I had to go on food stamps. And I, I, I thought about whether I should share that with you because I was embarrassed by it. I was embarrassed that I had to sell cars I thought I could maybe, just—I'll just forget that, leave it. And I said, no, 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 all of these things made me who I am today. All of these, pe- all of these things that happened to me, I know, have brought me closer to you guys. Because I know, like my, my, near my hometown, there's a town called Missouri Valley. That's where my brother lived and died. Missouri Valley, you know what the average income in, per capita in Missouri Valley, Iowa, is right now? $29,000. Could you imagine $9,000 on 29? Could you even imagine what that feels like right now? This is one of the many reasons why Joe Biden needs to go hasta, hasta la vista. uh, Because he has proven himself to be, I mean, honestly, Jimmy Carter's still alive. You know, thankfully, he's going... I can't believe I lived to see somebody who was worse at being president than me. And by the way, uh, also in the third year of his presidency, a hostage situation, <laughs> uh, completely a reliant on uh, others for our oil. Do you see? Did he actually study Jimmy Carter before, before he went into office? I don't know. Anyway, coming up, more, uh, more shenanigans on Capitol Hill. Uh, Kevin uh, McCarthy is a big frat boy. We'll get to that coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is kind of funny that uh, Joe Biden did not show at the largest pro-Israel rally in the history of the world yesterday in, uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, I think it's a combination of things. Uh, first of all, I, I don't think he's down with it, to be quite honest. In fact, I don't even think he knows. By his reaction, I think he's kind of like, oh, yeah, but for Israel. And then it kind of fades back into whatever until they give him a little, you know, whatever he needs. And and he wakes up. But honestly, I think that was part of it. He probably wouldn't be able to handle it, to be able to be down there on stage and and look reasonable. Maybe that's part of it. And second of all, uh, he sent his stooges, you know, his stooges, uh, Hakeem Jeffries and, uh, and Chuck Schumer, who always puts party ahead of his Judaism. Dear Lord. Should be obvious. Oh, by the way, uh, Ben Stein joins us next hour. Gen X pop culture hero. I used to watch uh, 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 the Ben Stein, Ben Stein on uh, Comedy Central. And uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the show. It was uh, where he challenged people. Um, beat ben, oh, win Ben Stein's money. Duh. Win Ben Stein's money. He used to watch that all the time. And you sit here and you're like, how does this guy, is a computer? What the hell? Because you can answer Anything. That was one of my favorite shows before Jimmy Kimmel became a complete a douche supreme. So anyway, uh, Ben Stott, and of course, you know, I'm not going to say it. Brian, uh, my producer at WCBM in Baltimore, he's like, are you going to say uh, Bueller, Bueller? I said, no, I'm not going to say Bueller, Bueller. I'll think it. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. So, Oh, 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 have you signed up for Newsmax Plus? Why don't you do that? Greta Von Suster and Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, all the people that you depend on, you trust. Which is important. Newsmax Plus, you get uh, incredible analysis from people like Mark Huckabee, uh, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, Carrie Lake, and others. Nobody covers President Trump like Newsmax. So Newsmax Plus, just go to NewsmaxPlus.com. It's not going to affect your subscription on uh, wherever you see it in your cable network. It's not going to bother you. You can watch on DirecTV and all that. But you should take a test drive with Newsmax Plus. Just go online. Go to newsmaxplus.com, NewsmaxPLUS.com. Sign up for a free trial. Takes a couple minutes. It's five bucks a month. So a cup of coffee. So there you go. And, uh, you know, Newsmax is your warrior right now. They, I trust Newsmax. I'm on Newsmax, of course. But they don't change their stripes. I know all the anchors on Newsmax. They don't change their stripes. All right, so uh, become a member, will you? Will you do that? I wish you would. So there was another uh, battle yesterday. Uh, Representative uh, Fivel Moskowitz. No, it's no, it's not Fivel. Anyway, Representative Moskowitz <laughs> yesterday on uh, on Capitol Hill, uh, uh, decided to go after Jim Comer because James Comer got some farmland de- that was uh, it was inherited from his dad, and his brother couldn't afford the farmland, like the taxes and whatnot, so he sold the land to Jim Comer. And Moskowitz decided to make it sound like it was just like Joe Biden getting $250,000 for the Chinese Communist Party.
3: Owe it to the American people to explain why you've gone on Fox News and told people that while the president was out of office, he, he had a loan with his brother. And in a way, they were evading taxes. It has come out in the public that you also do business with your brother with potential loans. Okay, here we go. And yeah. so since have nice framed that and manipulated that with the American people, that Joe Biden did something wrong when he wasn't in office, yeah. I just would like to know if you would like to use some of my time.
1: I would love. I would love it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, uh, well, you, uh, you like uh, powdered donuts, and that powder looks a lot like the cocaine they found in the White House. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's stupid. And here is uh, Jim Comer's response: That story that you tweeted also said I had a shell company. That is, (laughs) you're so financially illiterate that you think because something says LLC, it's a shell company. You and Goldman, who is Mr. Trust Fund, continue to try Uh, to
3: reclaiming my time. No, I'm not
6: going to give you your time back. We can stop the clock. you all continue to. You look like a Smurf here, just <laughs> going around and all this stuff. Now,
3: Mr. Chairman, you no, have. No, I'm going to tell hold on. If we're, you you can, if we're not on time, we can disinformation. You, you, you have you discount, gone on TV and said the discount, president did something. You You're doing stuff with your brother. The American people have the same questions. Why should they believe you?
1: I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to see a little what fur. I am. And don't you think Bernie Sanders would be a good Papa Smurf? The white hair, face is kind of blue. <laughs> Who's Gargamel? Oh, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer's Gargamel. <laughs> what, the, what is with Gargamel. He ate little people. He just wanted to eat little people. What the what? Re- really? Anyway, so <laughs> it looked like a smurf. That's fantastic. Oh, and then you know what else happened yesterday? You know, because you probably already seen. I'm not breaking news here for crying out loud. Yesterday, Tim Burchette, standing, being interviewed by uh, Claudia Grisalis. Uh, and all of a sudden, Kevin McCarthy goes by and just decides to give him a little shot to the kidneys with his elbow. And I'm like, what frat do you belong to, Kevin? Honestly, what fraternity do you belong to? Now, I'm going to tell you. If this indeed happened, I would have gone right the hell after that guy. <laughs> and I mean, you, you cannot... Hit somebody in the kidneys. And uh, look at Kevin McCarthy. I mean, who couldn't take him? I mean, right, honestly, anyway. So here is uh, here is the actual exchange. Talking to the reporter when Kevin McCarthy decides to just hit him hard in the kidneys with his elbow.
3: Sounds like it went back and forth. Yeah, yeah I think it went, it went all right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Kevin. Didn't mean to elbow. Why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? I
4: know.
3: I felt so bad. Hey, Kevin. You got any guts?
1: Wow. Jerk. Went after him. Has he done that before? No. Huh. That's move. Yeah. Hey, you gotta hey, go after him here, <laughs> look
3: at You got no know <laughs> You did so. They sat there and the reporter said it right there. What kind of chicken move is that? You're you're chicken pathetic, move. man. You are so pathetic. Yeah. I was standing in the hall doing an interview with her and um Kevin McCarthy walked by and he elbowed me in the kidneys as he walked by. Who does this? And, um, and it I, I kind of caught me off guard. And if you ever get shot shot in the kidneys, it's a it's a little different than, than anywhere else. And so I I, I moved forward.
6: You chased chased after him. Yeah, I
3: did. I did. Because I, I, I really didn't know what was going on. I I turned around and then I see him scurrying away, and um and so. I just, um, and then I I followed in pursuit, I guess you would say. (laughs)
1: This is is so unreal. This is unreal. I mean, this is unreal. So here's what the reporter said. She said, until he was shoved, he lunged toward me in that moment. Okay. I thought maybe initially it was a joke, and I looked up. I saw it was McCarthy surrounded by his detail. I could tell by Burchett's response soon after, it wasn't a joke at all. Who, who does this who does you got a jack weed union uh, thug who, who threatens <laughs> threatens an mma fighter and then here's kevin i think he's like an alpha pie whatever the hell he is he, he just acted like a frat boy this is why i don't like kevin mccarthy i never had i said he was like a used vinyl siding salesman you know and inviting if you're a used vinyl siding salesman you will do anything to sell yourself and your product and that's the way he is it is uh, it is just remarkable uh childish uh and also uh, and also remarkable and certainly has added a little twist to uh you know the normal day's news events even joe biden's staff thinks he's too old to campaign and govern effectively the president's inner circle cast even more doubt on the 80 year old's 2024 run uh, and as they try to block him from the press which maybe explains why he didn't do the appearance yesterday So Politico's John Martin wrote in a column Monday about some of the advice Democrat allies of the president shared with him after the party had a collective freak out after polls showing him losing to uh, Joe Biden. And basically everybody is uh, uh, coming to, I don't know, the realization, let me just say, nobody thinks he doesn't have dementia, okay? Nobody thinks it. They may act like they do. They may try to think you do. See, there's a difference between playing somebody and gaslighting somebody, all right? Gaslighting somebody is when you say something, even though you know it's false, and when you say it, the people who hear it say bullcrap, all right? Playing somebody is when the government tells you, that wearing a mask will protect you from the deadliest virus ever. And you go, oh, okay, I trust the government. There, there, there. There you go. That's the difference between gaslighting and playing. And a lot of people got played, but nobody is being played by Joe Biden's uh, mental decline, except for Mike Barnacle on MSNBC. Barnacles are a, uh, a cretaceous creature that attaches itself to boats. Uh, and here is Mike Barnacle. I'll tell you what I think,
6: that very few of us and very few in the media really pay enough attention to the weight of that this president carries each and every day right before he puts the lid on his day at nine o'clock in the morning mentioned most of it right now he is carrying two twin towers of tyranny
1: the ttt's one
6: in donald trump here domestically the other Bibi netanyahu in israel
1: wow he called donald trump and Bibi netanyahu tyrants what a total i can't say on the radio
6: who is perhaps the biggest obstacle <clears throat> to a two-state solution that exists today.
1: He wants a two-state solution, a two-state solution.
6: So the president has that on his plate. He's that stupid. He's got a meeting tomorrow with uh, President Xi, Premier Xi in, in San Francisco.
1: he got to get his butt Uh, uh, kissing lip balm on. He's
6: got that on his plate. But he has every hour of every day something that comes across his desk. None of us can comprehend the weight of the presidency. (laughs) Every hour of every day. That everybody else is carrying. And as he would tell you if he were here... Barack Obama is carrying. ...today it's amazing how every country in the world looks to the united states for help for and looks at us now and goes <laughs> you're kidding, right you're you ser- serious okay solutions for just almost anything you can think of every single every, day every you read every newspaper day. in the country read every newspaper in the country about president biden within the first two paragraphs they'll point out he's in his 80s no kidding mm-hmm. he knows how old he is You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Someone 45 years of age couldn't do
1: it. Oh, I did just honestly. Wow. I mean, what the hell? What drug does that? Is it crack? Is that crack? I don't think it's weed. I think it might be crack. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. To be to be quiet on, I have no honestly no clue whatsoever. Never. And then you've got people who literally are uh, what's the word I'm looking for yeah. every day. I think but it's he... uh, hold on one second. I think it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for. There are people who uh, who are on television who uh, I mean are are really not very smart people. Uh, if you listen to Nicole Wallace, I mean I don't have any sound bites of her uh, right in front of me here from the everything she says is pretty stupid, and, and here she is. Again, trying to, I guess, uh, uh, gaslight us into believing that Donald Trump is Hitler. I think there's
4: ground that's covered in betrayal where you reported, uh, I mean, let, let's deal with Hitler, okay? Okay.
1: okay. Hitler. Um, yes.
4: Trump's affinity for Hitler.
1: Hitler declared that Jerusalem the capital of Israel. It was yeah.
4: always covered under an umbrella of his stupidity. It is.
1: Hitler came up with the Abraham Accords, which brought peace to the Middle East.
4: Okay right people like general kelly were like oh you must not get it you must not mean what
1: would uh, would hitler turn over afghanistan to uh, the taliban hitler's army right i mean you would talk about the brilliance of hitler's generals correct That's john carl with the k yes
4: correct and and you've got some reporting about about merkel i want you to explain that i'm going to read that but 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 tell me how trump sees hitler
3: well trump clearly has this infatuation with strong leaders. He thinks that's good, they must be brilliant, they must be smart.
1: Well, uh, yeah, a lot of them are. That's how they get there. They're not idiots. Unless they're in the United States and they get placed there by the FBI.
6: Uh, This is why he actually was praising Hezbollah recently for being smart.
1: Uh, But he talks about... Honestly, you guys, uh, I only play them on the radio to show you What's what they say, and what they say is so. I mean, honestly, propaganda. I, I don't care what you think about Donald Trump. He's not Hitler. I just gave you the reasons why he's not Hitler. And that they are doing this right now in a country where we have a free media, that they are towing a party line, that they are sycophantically praising a dear leader, really honestly shows that we need a complete overhaul of the university system, the journalism school system, and honestly, turn this crap off. I'll share it on the radio, little snippets. I'll suffer the slings and arrows of having to listen to these morons. But honestly, you should have nothing to do with them. We should drive them into bankruptcy. And one other thing I might mention. Jimmy Fallon has become more patriotic, more centrist. You watch his show. He's never been crazy like uh, like a Kimmel. He's never or, or, or no uh, like like a Kimmel. He's not crazy like uh, 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 Stephen. What's his name anyway? Colbert. Colbert. He's moving. He's shifting. You know why he's moving and shifting? Because conservative commies on the ascension. Conservative comedy is on the ascension. It is. Greg Gutfeld killed all of those shows. He destroyed all of them. They were the kings of late night. Greg Gutfeld, with a much smaller budget, much bigger than for my show, and a cast and no band and all of that, beating all of them. So we're winning. It's one of the reasons why I do funny here. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. So let's come back. I've got the, I've got some Nikki Haley. I think is really. Um, I think she really bleeped up, to be quite honest. Uh, She's being branded a fascist. We'll tell you what that's about coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Led Zeppelin. Never get tired of hearing Led Zeppelin. It's that crash generational stuff, man. I mean... My, my kids love uh, Zeppelin. My son loves Zeppelin. Classic Rock. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, rock and roll is multi-generation. Rock and roll will never die. Don't ever forget it. So Nikki Haley branded a fascist for proposing all social media users be forced to verify their real identities online because anonymous posts are a national security threat. Does she know that we just got censored by the federal government dramatically? We still are. Does she know that uh, conservatives been uh, beaten to death on social media, and kicked off social media? Does she know that the federal government actually worked in concert with Twitter and other social media to censor all conservative speech and all opposition speech? Did she not know that before she said something this stupid?
7: When I get into office, the first thing we have to do is social media accounts social media companies they have to show America their algorithms let us see why they're pushing you show
1: me your algorithm and I'll show you mine
7: and what they're pushing the second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name that's first of all it's a national security threat when you do that all of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots. Are we
1: going to learn the name of Ladies Man 69?
7: The Iranian bots and the Chinese <laughs> bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family members going to see it. It's going to help our kids, and it's going to help our country.
1: Again, did she, did she realize that uh, if you said your real name online and then uh, put your political opinion behind it, that, uh, that the, the deep state took their stuff down? So there's that. And then there's Kathy Hochul. Dear God in heaven.
7: Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people. No, no, no,
1: you, the gov- it's not the government's job.
7: Well, when we see hate speech being...
1: Uh, hate speech, you know what hate speech is? That's conservative speech. That's This was the movement they started on campus. They, they started calling conservatives racist, then they moved on to hate speech, then they started saying that it's violence. That's it.
7: Spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit
1: Uh, The social media analysis, we as the Bureau will check out these posts on the social media.
7: Ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence. What are
1: you doing? You're inciting violence.
7: Direct threats to others. And all this is...
1: Yeah, that's already covered, actually.
7: In response to our desire...
1: To uh, quelch anything that disagrees with us so we can win elections.
7: Strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them.
1: You, you, wanna, you want New Yorkers to feel safe when you've wrecked New York City and caused crime to go, you, wait, <laughs> you want us to expect that you're going to govern and it'll make people safe?
7: As I said, no one walking down the street or in a subway should feel they have to find, to hide any indications This
1: woman is a, a dangerously stupid person. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. World
0: Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show.
1: This, my friends, is hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. Generation X uh, cultural hero Ben Stein joins us at the bottom of the hour. Pop cultural. <laughs> uh, I mean, a genius guy. Genius man. I, I've been uh, following... Vin Stein, since uh, you know Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> which I'm not going to bring up today. By the way, I will not. I will not bring that up today on the show. Um, before we dive into the uh, plethora, it's a plethora. No, you know what? No, it's Thanksgiving month. A cornucopia, a horn of plenty of content. Uh, let's go to Bob in Baltimore. Bob in Baltimore, how you doing, bro? What's up? Hi, good Rob to you and all those listening. The, the march
8: for Israel was yesterday, and before that we had just uh, Palestine support by marches and demonstrations all over. And I think there's an opportunity in this, and it's what people might not expect or think of offhand, but in uh, those who are afflicted by this terrible strife, both in the East itself and those uh, at a distance from their their separate allegiances, they might also, be among those, Rob, who consider the Christian message. It's one of reconciliation of Jewish people, Muslims, and, and all people in keeping with what is the intended order for us in creation. Those, those who are familiar with Scripture understand that uh, at a point in time to come, it is from Israel that Christ will begin the process of restoring creation to what it was originally. In in the Middle East, that's a part of the world where Christianity first spread, and I think the Christians just lost it. Uh, they they didn't they they lost their doctrine or their their way, and and uh, it dissipated. But it's it's a, a land of great ancient civilizations: Egypt, Babylon, and Persia. And what I think is that it's God's intention that the the brightness and greatness of those. Ancient civilizations will be restored according to his plan. And, yeah. and just in closing, people such as Rashida Talib shouldn't feel desperate and, and deserted in times of difficulty.
1: Um, okay, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that, as far as uh, Rashida Talib. Well, I, I
8: saw something that she broke down on the uh, floor of the Congress, and I, I, I think she's very intense. She she uh, Holds to values a certain value, but what she's looking toward, Rob, won't really satisfy her or give her resolution or uh, the people who think as as she does. We all have no, no, to look toward something that's greater, and that's why I say the Christian message holds that it will come to full fruition. But uh, but for right now, uh, we we have to take the step of belief. But but I think it does reconcile people and and it, it takes away the tendency, the human tendency tendency toward antagonism and strife and puts something higher in its place, if you can Bob, see what I'm saying.
1: I, I do understand what you're saying, and that is a part of Christian doctrine. It's also uh, a part of uh, Judaism as well, by the way. Um, and, and as far as Rashida is to leave, I understand conciliatory, but I think she is an instrument of, uh, of evil. I think she's a poser, a liar, and an instrument of evil. So I'm going to say that. I'm I'm sorry; it's not very Christian of me, but honestly, um, well, for instance, uh, where is the article? She is a member of a a secret Facebook group where Hamas terrorists were glorified.
9: Well,
1: no, 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 no. no. Thanks, thanks for the phone call, Bob. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let me just finish my thought here, Brian. You can you can lose Bob uh, because he made his point. So I want to make my point here, Uh, and I'm not trying to get rid of Bob. I just Bob's made his point, so let's move. Rashida Talib has been part of a controversial group for six years. Rashida Tlaib, part of a secret social media group, which is uh, members of glorifies Hamas in its war uh, battle with Israel after a terror group attack, blah, blah, blah. Palestinian American Congress group on Facebook. The group is hidden from non-members, does not appear on the platform search search engine. The group's founder, Mar Abdel Abdelkader, has ties to Talib and has also been linked with liberal politicians. Uh, they have featured pro-Hamas posts uh, in the wake of the deadly October the 7th attack on Israel. One of them says, we don't want to throw you to the sea. We want you to ride it back to where you came. The message was accompanied by a picture of an elderly uh, Israeli woman and Hamas fighter being held uh, hostage on October the 19th she became a member of the group six years ago posted in it during her 2018 congressional campaign Uh, and uh, they voted to uh, uh, censure her because she lied about the hospital uh, bombing that didn't happen and so I am not going to take the uh, conciliatory Christian attitude when it comes to somebody who is there to destroy uh, a faith and a people and that's just the way it is. There are some times that Christians um, need to join the fight between good and evil and make sure that evil gets defeated. But I do appreciate what you said. And peace at all costs, of course. However, not when you bed down with the devil. Not when you bed down with the devil and you say you want to get rid of Israel and you want to get rid of the Jews and murder them, then we just need to take you out. So that's what I'll say about it. Do I, I do appreciate your message of, of consolation, but you know, sometimes we've got to fight. Onward, Christian soldiers! Chris in New... Uh, no, in Fort Worth. My buddy Chris, what's up?
0: Hey, my man, Rob, I love you, brother. Hey, real quick, I just got to say something about Newsmax, and it's not an attack. If it wasn't for Newsmax, I wouldn't have you. And I got addicted to it, to you, because I saw your 30-minute TV show. Now, I can't yeah. see your TV show four times a week anymore because I'm not paying a subscription for that. But yeah. I still got your app, and I still listen to you every day.
1: Because Now, Chris, let let me let me. can I explain something to you, Chris? This is the way media is going. They are do it, Fox is doing it. You know why? Because the deep state uh, and, and other organizations around the world have been committing a conservative apartheid and attacking advertisers. And while our, our audience grows exponentially, and it has, we are yeah. always under attack. We found out that Newsmax was a target of the federal government, one of the many groups that were targeted by the Stanford Virality Project. And so we had to do something. We needed to be able to reach. You may recall we got taken off a massive distributor of the program, and we fought back, and we got back on. That's why it's happening, Chris. It's $5 a month. I I get it. People are like, I don't want to pay. But that's just the way it's going. It really is. It's the way it's going. And I get it all the time. I go like a daily, not daily caller, but um, uh, the blaze, the blaze is asking for money. There are a bunch of places asking for money with the Washington Post. They want you to, you know, I'm like, screw that. So that's the way it's going. So I understand what you're saying, but understand, you know, where we're coming from on it too. And and if you're looking at a, a bastion of truth, I think it's worth five bucks a month. Yeah, it is.
0: I I agree with you, but I only watch Newsmax for your TV show. That's only four times. Uh, And I'm not
1: worth five bucks a month. Chris, what the hell? (laughs)
0: No, I I got you on the app. I got it free on the app.
1: I'm not worth five bucks a night. What? Yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) What else?
0: (laughs) You know I'm not going to leave you, man. Never, ever. Yes,
2: Uh, Yes, brother. But, hey,
0: now when it comes to Israel, uh, we need to support shoulder-to-shoulder uh, our ally. Uh, the, 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 what happened on uh, on the in the Capitol Mall uh, was wonderful. Uh, it was peaceful. We didn't need National Guard. We didn't need, a, you know, uh, I mean, it was good to have security there. But we didn't make a big mess of things. We're just patriotic. Standby. We're MAGA people. We're we conservatives. It's not our method of operation. To-
1: Chris, did you did you see any statues climbed and Palestinian flags put on top of it and it spray painted? Did you see any of that yesterday? I didn't see that yesterday.
0: Oh, no, no, because. We are realistic people. We're in reality. We live in re- uh, realville, like Rex Limbaugh said.
1: Yeah. Well, and also, and also, they are a rabble. They are a bunch of spoiled children being uh, being used by evil people who are in power and have bought or paid for by people like George Soros and China, among other things. And uh, and this, this yesterday sent a very, very powerful message, and I hope this is just the beginning. I hope we see this in places around the country, and I hope that people come out when these idiots come out and try to destroy because they want to do what, what happened in the summer 2020, 20, and that ain't going to happen. And I I don't even care. We're not going to let it happen. Chris, I got to run. I got to run. Thanks for the call, bro. I do appreciate the uh, the call. Now, you know, they uh, they cleaned up San Francisco. There was uh, filth and homelessness and uh, heroin needles and human feces and all that for years. And all of a sudden, Xi Jinping comes over, and uh, they decide to clean the place up. Now, I told you this was just like an open house. If you've got an old house, you're going to have somebody come in and maybe stage it, uh, maybe clean it up a little bit, bake some chocolate chip cookies. And then when you bring in the prospective buyer, buyer and by the way, uh, uh, Xi Jinping has already bought and paid for Joe Biden. Uh, so you got to kind of spruce things up just a little bit. That's what it's all about, really. This is new from Jim Goss. It just came in this morning. I haven't even no, heard it. Folks say,
10: oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true.
2: Gavin says clean. Oh, this is fast. standard. Up San Francisco. Get rid of those homeless people. I don't care what you do to them. Whatever. Just this one time for Chairman Z. He does not want his buddy Z to actually see. That Frisco is a total mess. San Francisco treat is vegetable now. What? Gavins ignored. you San Francisco. Way to go, Democrat voters. Until he hosts a real con- It look for good for G. Gavin knows darn well, San Francisco. It has become a travesty.
1: Wow, that was beautiful. Jim Gossett, who will be on stage with me tomorrow night in. uh, Baltimore, struggling San Francisco's lined up for street relief uh, blast. The city's uh, cleanup for Biden's APEC conference. You're just trying to clean up bleep and make it look good for TV. Well, no kidding. No kidding. I know he actually uh, he actually kind of admitted it here. Here here is the dear leader of Sam of of California.
10: Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town.
1: See, that's what he thinks of you and me. He thinks you and I talk like that. He thinks that we're that colloquial that we'll say, well, of course they're going to clean up San Francisco. They got all them fancy leaders coming from around the country. Um, That's true because it's true.
10: But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. And we've raised the bar of expectations. Oh, yeah, you've
1: raised the bar of expectations. And again, it's an open house for President Xi. He wants to see the property before he takes over it. That's what it's really all about. Uh, Here it is. This is uh, Michael Crowfoot, 58 years old. He's homeless. Here's what it is. You polish some brass. You set this ship right, and you make everything look pretty for a moment. You're not plugging the bucket hole. You're just sticking a piece of cotton in it. That was pretty well said. Pretty well said. Uh, you're not trying to fix the issue. You're just covering up S-H. That's another person in uh, San Francisco. What what really is sad is that uh, San Francisco didn't give a crap about you until a communist leader comes to town. did isn't for you. None of this is for you. We did it for him. It really is. It's just, uh, I mean, it's it thoroughly th- thoroughly disgusting. It's filthy. It's filthy. Here's another uh, soundbite from Gavin Newsom. Uh, uh, This is about two weeks ago.
0: I've come on the most urgent of business. It is said that the people are revolting. You said it. They stink on ice. No, Your Majesty. This is a very serious problem. The peasants feel. You have no regard for them. What? I have no regard for the peasants. They are my people. I am their sovereign. I love them. (laughs) Paul!
1: And he shot one left. of them. There you go. And he shot one of them. Yeah, there you go. That that is uh, again another metaphor for the Democrats' priorities. They don't care about us, not one little bit. All they care about is their buddies overseas. Gavin Newsom wants some of that white hot, glorious Chinese money. It'll help his campaign when he runs for president. <laughs> That's what it's all about, and you get it. You understand it, too. That's why it's not working. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show.
3: Why has it taken the visit of U.S. President Biden, China's President presidency, leaders from around the world for action on all of the problems that this city has been talking about for four years now?
4: Well, just to be clear, we have been working on this now for a few years. This is not uh, an issue that we've been sitting around waiting uh, to solve. It's been something that San Francisco continues to work on.
1: That is uh, London Breed. Uh... She's the mayor. So they've been working on this for years, and they just swept out all the homeless people in a day. So that makes sense, honestly. Uh, you, you know, we're on the uh, front end of a revolution here, and, and it's a peaceful revolution, and there's going to be no stopping it. Uh, yesterday was uh, another metaphor for it. We had the largest pro-Israel rally in the history of the world on the National Mall. Uh, the left is freaking out. You've got an in, infirmed president in the White House who's doing a terrible job. The economy sucks. Uh, places like Spain are in revolt. They're saying they're done with this nonsense. Freedom is starting to cry out. Uh, 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 terrorists are being deported. Illegals are being deported around the world. There's a revolution coming, and there's not stopping it. Unfortunately, America's on the—we're we're actually not leading the charge like we normally do. We're following. We followed Canada. We followed France during COVID. We should be out in front. Yesterday, we took the lead. As far as, uh, anyway, as far as uh, Israel is concerned. (sighs) Could the mass closing of pharmacies make the fentanyl crisis worse? Experts are warning that uh, the environment is creating a breeding ground for counterfeit laced pills. So on top of everything else, you can't trust the medicines you get. And as these pharmacies close around you, where are you going to go? Well, as far as emergency meds are concerned, you want somebody who has credibility, and the wellness company does. It's created by Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the most censored men in world history, and he was right about stuff, he was right about COVID. Well, he's put together the wellness company and they're doing these emergency medical kits that you will need, because you never know what's gonna happen in our country right now. I mean, dear Lord. And all you gotta do is go online and you can get one. I've got one sitting right next to me. It has my Ivermectin, it has my z pack. It has other meds there, everything from skin conditions to COVID. And you won't have to worry about your pharmacy not having it, supply chain crisis, or closing down because of all the shoplifting. So go to twc.health slash Carson. You're gonna save 10% on it, okay? twc.health Carson is the wellness company if you think storing water, uh, having extra food, and a generator important, there's nothing more important than your meds, all right? And emergency medicine is going to be very important, and I'm not talking about Band-Aids and Neosporin. TWC.health slash uh, Carson, TWC.health slash Carson, if you would uh, check that out. Oh, this is, uh, this is something. I think I have time to play this. Uh, this is Klaus Schwab. This man is an evil, I mean, he really is. He is a, he's an evil supervillain. Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, who's you know behind all of the nonsense around the world. Uh, here he is praising China on COVID. Premier Li
2: is the ex-premier of the People's Republic of China and a member of the Chinese Communist Party Central Committee, Politburo Standing Committee.
1: He just sounds evil. I mean, the German accent or whatever it is, it's perfect.
2: Premier Li took his office this March at China's National People's Congress. Yeah, yeah. By
1: the way, we're inviting Xi Jinping to our country, and he has never uh, admitted what they did with COVID uh, and has never paid a price for it. And we're treating him like he's the king of the world. Oh, here's some Klaus Schwab for you. One, two, three, four, five. Also, unvaccinated are still
2: alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little <laughs> bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. I think that's him. A little Esposeneca so you don't get sick. Uh-huh. It's booster number
1: five. Yeah, you know what? Uh, inviting Xi Jinping here, and Joe Biden will undoubtedly bow to him. This is the ultimate kowtow. This is it. This is like the spy balloon flying over America. I said that the spy balloon flying America wasn't the beginning of something. It was the end of something. It was an exclamation point. That's what this visit by Xi Jinping to uh, San Francisco is all about. Joe Biden's already sold the country out. Tens of millions of dollars. That man shouldn't even be allowed to come in the country. Should not even be allowed here. With COVID and buying out our president, really Unbelievable. Let's take a break and come back. Ben Stein, yes, is next. Don't go anywhere. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline is Ben Stein, American writer, lawyer, actor, comedian, commentator on political and economic issues. Began his career as a speech writer for U.S. presidents, including Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. And he joins us again on the Newsmax Hotline. I might also mention a uh, Gen, X, Gen X pop culture hero. I'm just going to throw that in, Ben Stein. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you? Hello. Hello.
2: Uh, Can you hear me?
1: Here, Can you hear me? Yes, I'm talking to you right now. I'm good. Hold on, we're checking on real quick. We may have a little issue with the telephone. Uh, he's got to be able to hear me, believe it or not. <laughs> and Brian's checking it real quick here. And he, we got him? We got him. Ben Stein, how are you, sir? We got him.
9: We got him. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm so happy to wake up and be in America, I can't tell you.
1: I got to tell you, you got to feel better, I would uh, hope. I mean, as you love America, I love America, but I even felt better about America yesterday with the largest pro-Israel protest in the history of the world on the National Mall.
9: I think it was incredibly great. It was unbelievably wonderful. I wish I had been there. I'm from Washington. The last rally I was at on the National Mall was 1963 where Martin Luther King Jr. spoke. And, uh, wow, that was a long time ago. This one is fantastically great also fantastic
1: well i i said this the the reaction to uh the October the seventh, which i say is nine eleven uh the reaction worst,
9: of worse and worse oh, yeah. 11 because they purposely set out to kill infants and small children and pregnant women
1: you are exactly right and and i said that all of these uh, anti-semitic protests around the country and around the world were astroturf this was all created they were looking for a trigger they used the lie of the hospital bombing to do it i like to say they uncovered their faces so we can kick their asses uh and uh, yesterday well, i think we well, did but,
9: well god bless you sir god bless you yeah that's uh yeah i mean the the, the hamas started it they knew they know hamas Hamas are many, many things, but they're not idiots. They're sort of idiots, but they're not complete idiots. They do, when they started going into nurseries, cutting off infants' heads, burning the bodies in front of their parents, raping women, cutting their stomachs open, their bellies open, I should say, and taking out the babies and killing them. They do, when they started going into households and just shooting up everyone in the room, killing them all, aiming specifically at young children and old people, they knew Israel was not going to sit idly by. Israel under Netanyahu made a giant mistake in not having adequate security at the border, a giant super mistake, but Israel under Netanyahu is not the big pansy that uh, America under Biden is.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I I uh, I said that you can you can caterwaul all you want. When I say to these university students, I say you're not in a position to demand anything to get your asses yeah. to your classes. Honestly, you're not in a position to demand a damn thing. Sit down. You haven't been on the planet long enough. You haven't paid taxes. You haven't done anything in your life. You're not going to tell Israel how to handle uh, dealing with Hamas. I, and pardon me, my my temperature goes up because it really ticks me off. But Hamas, it really ticks mm-hmm. me off because you're a man yeah. after my own heart, sir. I'm going to tell you, we Hamas must be erased from the planet. That's it. You have nothing to say about it. You can you can go to D.C., you can go to New York, you can try to terrorize, but you have no say in this. Hamas will be eliminated from the face of the earth. That's because it has to happen. Um,
9: because that I, I th- that's how Israel works. Israel doesn't work on the pansified basis of uh, diplomacy and ass no, Israel works on the basis of we 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 know people want to kill us, we're Jews, we've had 6,800 years of experience of people trying to kill us for no reason except that we're Jews, and we're not going to let it happen again to the extent possible. And I do give Biden credit, I give him a lot of credit, because he's sending very good, top-quality uh, Western arms to uh, Israel, also to Ukraine. and. Uh, I'm very happy about that. I don't don't think that we we can can smear him for, for everything
1: well i'm not i'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with you on the Ukraine, but we'll agree to disagree on on Ukraine versus Israel. I think Israel should get their sixteen billion uh, without any strings attached uh, that said um w- this is a great opportunity to and I think higher exp- uh, education has exposed itself um and and they made a big mistake Ben I think you realize that uh, when you consider alumni from Harvard and uh, and uh, Columbia and whatnot uh, a good share of the most successful uh uh graduates are Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> and very, they de- they very, decided to let anti semitism rise on campus while uh, they go out and, and form you know form uh, 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 law firms like Bernstein and Goldman and all of this and they expected that it wouldn't be a problem and this is a great opportunity to pivot on higher education and 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 get them to shut this crap down.
9: Absolutely, and he, I went to Yale. I went to Columbia when I saw the uh, pictures of uh Jewish students, not just students, sometimes, often Jewish students screaming about Israel. I thought to myself, You guys don't deserve to live. I mean you're you're so stupid you don't deserve to live.
1: Well, wasn't there that same kind of uh, modus operandi with a a self-loathing Jews or self-loathing liberals where they would put they they would they would partner like queers for Palestine would bed down with their enemy. Is that that scenario where, you know, like women fall in love with death row prisoners? Is that what it is with self-loathing liberals?
9: Hey. You are one smart mofo. That's a brilliant <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. I, ben Stein, mark that on the tape. I'm going to play that every day before I start the show. Ben Stein says Rob Carson is one smart mofo. Oh, my God, that is the greatest accomplishment I've ever gotten. Thank you. Well, thank you, sir. Now, these, guys, <laughs> these guys
9: at the universities today are just absolutely disgusting. I mean, the French have a word for it. I don't exactly know how to pronounce it, but it's something like decoutant, which means lower than disgusting. And that's what these people are, lower than disgusting.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to, I believe that Israel is going to crush Hamas and the... Uh, and I think that there are uh, Islamists who uh, want to live in peace. They obviously work in places like Israel and whatnot. And I think we're going to come together to defeat this. And, and I believe that ultimately the mullahs are going to have to be driven out of Iran. And we're going to have to end this 45-year uh, 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 abusive relationship with we've, that we've had with Iran. It's going to have to change. And
9: brought about by that idiot, Jimmy Carter. I that, Oh, that boy. Imbecile Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, <laughs> if there's <laughs> ever been a stupider man in the White House, I can't think who it could have been. But Jimmy Carter, the lowest of the low, the absolute lowest dirt.
1: Unbelievable, but he did live long enough to see a president who's worse, which is kind of nice in his old age. Uh, let me ask you this, Ben Stein: You you have uh, been able to straddle the line between politics and pop culture, and and maintain not only a career uh, in uh, in politics as a commentator, in in business uh, as a as a uh, uh, economic expert. Yeah, and you, you you've done all. The, how have you been able to do it? Because I have been a victim of conservative apartheid. I wrote for Rush Limbaugh for twenty years, a good share of his mm-hmm. political satire.
9: Love Rush. Love Rush. And
1: I've al- I've always uh, endured this. How have you been able to be so successful as a pop culture icon while maintaining your conservative cred? Because
9: I'm really, really funny. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> need and so Norman Lear said when I first met him. I am sure you're funny enough Norman Lewis. Nobody else remember anymore, but David said to me, "He gave me my first job in Hollywood, and he well, second job in Hollywood, he gave me my second job in Hollywood." And he said, "You're the only conservative I know with a sense of humor. You're the only conservative I've ever met who could make me laugh." Okay, yeah. fine, I'll take it. Six hundred dollars a week. I thought I was rich. I thought I was a Rockefeller. <laughs>
1: You know, you know, and I've said this, um, I, I found myself, because this is my first syndicated radio show, I, I got my first syndicated radio show at 56 years old, okay? Right. So yeah. now I got a, uh, Newsmax gave me a TV show, I hope you'll check it out, it's called Rob Carson's What in the World. And, and, then, I and love, then I wrote really for love. Limbaugh, but, but I, said, I said, I was getting too serious, you know, because the world of it, but I said, you know, the most valuable thing I have is my sense of humor, because the greatest disruptors in mankind history have been comedians. The, the people yeah, who Lawrence speak power, truth them. to I'm power.
9: Not for, I'm not sure Stalin you a comedian, and, uh, although Stalin did say one very smart funny thing. Uh, he was talking about the incredible sadism and vicious cruelty that the Red Army meted out to anyone who didn't follow orders instantly. And he said, "It takes a brave man to be covered in the Red
1: Army." Hey, ben, there? Ben, we're having a problem with your phone. Uh, okay, I
9: can't I'm going her- yeah, to stand up I'm okay, going to okay. twirl around three times right. and then I'm going to say <laughs> the only funny thing I ever heard a dictator say was Joseph Stalin who said it takes a brave man to be a coward in the Red Army
1: okay <laughs> alright yeah, I wouldn't open my act with that line Ben I wouldn't open my act with it but no, it's not I bad don't
9: think, I, no, I don't think so <laughs> No, 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 no. That's a... plus. I'll tell you why else I've been able to make a, a, a tiny bit of a living here in Hollywood, and that is, I really am very original. I think of think of ideas for things that are quite original, and the people in Hollywood say, "Oh, he's a conservative. He likes Nixon, uh, but he is original." And and uh, and they still they mock me, they belittle me, they they make fun of me. Like uh, when I used to work. On one of Norman Lear's shows, uh, they would have live rehearsal before a live audience, and they would introduce me as our resident fascist. Our
1: resident
9: because oh, nice. I was a Republican. To them, a, a, a Republican is a fascist
1: unbelievable. Well, when I was living in Minneapolis in 1995, a liberal rag called The City Pages did a uh, an article on me and it said yes, Virginia conservatives can be funny. And it was a surprise. But Ben, I'm going to tell you, the 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 ascension of conservative comedy is happening. Greg Gutfeld built beat all the late night shows without a band and without the big Hollywood numbers. That's epic. He was was and is a very
9: Funny guy, is that too lazy? he was, and he's a funny guy. And I will tell you what, when I started out doing Ben's with Jimmy Kimmel as my co-host, Jimmy was a funny guy, and he was a little tiny bit of conservative. Uh, but uh, no, you're right. You're right. Greg Gutfeld's a damned funny guy. He, he's a little too, uh, a little too acid, too cutting for me. But the God bless his soul. I'm happy to see him succeed. I'm happy to see him get rich. I love seeing people get rich.
1: Yeah, I uh, I was disappointed in his turn. I used to love Win Bernstein money, and I always lost because you're much smarter than me. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> than me. But uh, but I had loved it. You you also you've written a book now also uh, about Richard Nixon and your time with Nixon. I think this sounds pretty fascinating. The peacemaker, right?
9: Because Nixon was the ultimate peacemaker. He made peace between Israel and the Arabs. He, uh, he opened the door to peace to a generation of peace. That's what he said He was his goal, a generation of peace, and he left us a generation of peace. And that is a hell of a thing to leave to a people. Nobody thought it could be done. They thought it was just uh, flaccid, what's that, flatulence, flatulence, blowing <laughs> in the wind. No, he really meant it, and He did it. He did it. Yeah. Until we got a weak president, a super weak president named Mr. I believe his name is Mr. Biden, and as I always say uh, when I'm on the radio or on TV, uh, he, uh, he he was mostly famous because he was such a staunch segregationist when he first started out. But then he changed a little bit. But yeah. uh, not, not I mean, a, a disgrace. It's a disgrace that a person like him is, is president of the United States.
1: Well, the book is called The Peacemaker. Ben Stein, we've got to wrap things up, but I want—I I wrote this down last night because I was thinking about you. I said conservative comedy is on the ascension because you can't take leftists seriously. And, and the reason well, being right. is, you know, you, if, you open a, a, if you open a stand-up line and you say, can you believe there are people who don't think Joe Biden is mentally fit for office? That's not uh, funny.
9: Sir, <laughs> That's denial. Think Joe Biden is fit for office. You're a comedian. <laughs> Thank and, uh, you God very much. You. God bless everybody out there in America. We love America. We hate the people who hate America, and we love America every minute.
1: Well, Ben Stein, as a somebody who's been writing conservative comedy for 34 years, uh, this is an honor for me. I'm a big fan of yours, and I would love to send you the link to the show. Donald Trump says it's the funniest show on TV. So yeah, I don't know what if, they, if that makes, but but I'll send uh, you the link, we Ben love Stein.
9: Like God bless you. Like ben Stein,
1: I will, I will, I will, I will. Uh, uh, God, God bless you, sir. God bless Israel. God bless and I hope to have you on again soon. Thank you, sir. God
9: bless you,
1: sir. Bye-bye. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. I wish my mom were around. Ben Stein just said that I'm one smart mofo. Yeah, I know, I know. Pretty cool. That's like the greatest thing ever. As soon as I get that sound clip, I'm going to run it every dang day. I'm going to run it every day. Ben Stein said that I'm one smart mofo. That is fantastic. Uh, his new book is called The Peacemaker, by the way. Uh, i got a couple things I want to wrap the show up with today. I'm um, going to be heading to Baltimore today, um, tonight, and then uh, on the air in Baltimore Thursday, Friday, and then tomorrow night on stage. I, uh, the last time I was in Baltimore was a year and three months ago. The show had been in syndication uh, for about three months. <laughs> we had a sold-out crowd, and it was my first time on stage doing something like that, and I think we made a good impression. This time, we're bringing Jim Gossett. Uh, this time, we're going to embrace the funny, uh, the funny and the inspirational, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, a lot of things have happened in my life since then, uh, and I've gotten a lot stronger, better, lost weight, physically strong, writing the best comedy i've ever done i believe doing the best show i've ever done in my life and uh, we're going to bring it to the stage now we're going to combine it and we're going to make it uh, amazing i hope anyway i found this sound by yesterday tucker carlson um talking about his uh, i didn't realize and, and the reason why i talk about my being able to overcome uh, abuse of alcohol i don't like the the term alcoholic because it just everybody says you're an go you, you shut up no 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 i got, I got it's gone It'll come back. No, it won't. I have faith in that. I, I, you know, I know, I you know, I, I, What anyway, this is what Tucker Carlson had to say because he had to struggle and he got over it 20 years ago and it saved him and look where he is today.
10: I needed to get off it and uh, had all these children and a job on TV and it's just not compatible with a productive, happy life at oh, all. Oh, no, no, no. And I, mm, yeah, yeah. I quit and the first few months were like shocking. I didn't realize. I didn't real. Well, I had no help at all. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I did it at home alone. Were and you I didn't. not willing to try and have, how like were you that kind of, per, like you're like, were you a, sh- like, Well, I had a to... public job, you oh, yeah. know. Okay. I was an anchor on CNN, okay. and so I just thought, I, I don't want to get into the whole, like, I'm going to rehab or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, don't want to yeah. get involved with that. Going oh, a yeah, victim. And it was fine, it worked great. I'm not And I've never, you know, gone back, and I, I never would at- for anything. There However, I didn't go. realize that, I knew very little about about it. I hadn't, this was kind of before I was using the internet, I just didn't know that much about addiction at all yeah Yeah. and i quit and all of a sudden i had these withdrawal symptoms yeah like shocking my hands are shaking i feel like i'm gonna freak out all the time super anxious super super anxious sweating heart palpitations i was like what is this and i asked somebody i didn't tell many people i asked him he's like oh you're withdrawing from alcohol and if you start to hallucinate that means you have the dt's the delirium tremens and you need to go to the hospital because you could die i was like
1: i had dt's Half a dozen times, I was hospitalized twice. Taken to the hospital by ambulance twice. Um, I was healed overnight. I can't explain it. There was a song I listened to, it's called Bartender by Dave Matthews. And and my producer, Ken, he is my sensei. He is my spiritual leader, and he has seen his friends my age die. And this song, it, it says, Bartender please, fill my glass for me with the wine they gave Jesus that set him free after three days in the ground. That was a man sitting at a bar drinking, praying to God in heaven that he would be saved. Please give me the wine they gave Jesus that set him free after three days in the ground. That song helped me. It's not about drinking, obviously but it healed me. If you're struggling like that, realize the possibilities. Even if you've hurt people, they'll forgive you if you can change it. Let's take a break. I hate to end things serious like that, but it's important. This is The Rob Carson Show, back in a few. Today's show was epic. Make sure to check out the podcast, uh, download it, and enjoy lots of comedy. And Ben Stein, Newsmax.com slash listen. We're winning, guys. Wow. God bless America, Israel, you. And until tomorrow, from Baltimore, don't catch a stupid. See you then.